Hello and welcome back to the Corridor of Uncertainty podcast. Uh, it's the weekend roundup with me, Luke. And me, Ben. Uh, we'll go through all of the Premier League games from this weekend and the best of action through the leagues in Europe and also the EFL. Um, we've also got, both of us got the uh, Liverpool-Sheffield United game on in the background. Um, mm. So it's live for us, although it's not live for you. Um but yeah, if if any if anything happens of interest in that, we'll we'll cut to that. Indeed. But how are you, Ben? Have you had a good week? Um, yeah, it's been all right. It's been a it feels like it's gone quite fast, but at the same time, it's quite a slow one. I don't know. <laughs> it's gone fast, but it's been slow. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but you know, day by day seems long. But now it feels like only yesterday was Monday. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah. since the sun came out, it's helped a lot. Yeah, uh, weather's been nice. Although that's uh, increased the amount of people going out. Sun comes out, lockdown goes out. I mean, Devon seems it, but yeah, never mind. What can you do? Uh, I've heard on the rumor mill, oh. we've got a submission for Mumwatch. Ah, uh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've got one for Mumwatch. Indeed, it's not exactly a mum though. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's, it's a dad. I saw my friend Craig, mine and Luke's friend Craig's dad. He drove past me whilst I was on my walk. Uh, I have no idea if he saw me, but I saw him. And now this is his almost claim to fame someday, hopefully. Well, there you go. For any of you uh, avid listeners just there, just here for Mum Watch, then you can stop the podcast after one minute and 55 seconds. And that's it. That's the big bit done. Should save that for the end, really. That's the the main main bit. Indeed. Okay. Uh, well, let's get let's get into the football. Indeed. Um, like like we say, the Liverpool game's on. Um, should be a comfortable, comfortable win, really, for Liverpool. Uh, Adrian obviously starting in goal, which is it was shaky. Obviously, Allison's um, got his personal problems, so yeah. that's yeah. Our thoughts are with his family at this time. Exactly. Um, but other than that, and also the other injuries, that you that's, there's no real uh, surprises in the lineup. Um, but still plenty of quality. Your standard front three. And, and the midfield three is quite good as well with Jones, Thiago and uh, Wijnaldum. So yeah. it shouldn't be a problem for Liverpool. Hopefully not, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You never know. Um, but yeah. Uh, start, started the weekend with uh, Man City 2, West Ham 1, yes. which was uh, not your standard uh, City performance of recent times anyway. Not dominate, not dominating completely um, w- with the ball, yes, but not creating a loads of chances. Uh, Aguero, Aguero was back, mm-hmm. um, which is a bit of a bonus. It is rusty, but you'd expect that after... After um, his timeout, but I think now, well, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I know you're a big fan of him, um, but I, I just think City have kind of moved on, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I can see that. I, I don't. I, not moved on in the fact they've replaced him because if you're going to replace Gray, you've got to spend big money and go out and buy. I don't know, Kane, Haaland. There's, there's that's there, other than that. There's, there's not really any big strikers that other than you wouldn't, you know, no one's going to spend big money on Lewandowski 
or um, Suarez, Suarez now, really, because they're they're getting towards the end of their careers, uh, the best of it anyway. So, but other other than that, in Europe, there's not any other real strikers that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, not of that class anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose you could look at Lukaku, but he's, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you know, but yeah, there's not a lot anyway. Um, but in terms of the system Man City have implemented, they've sort of. Yeah, I think him without with either Jesus as the number nine and sort of he's, even him is not he's not an out and out number nine. He will do a lot more than a full on striker would. Um, but even just with nobody in there with either Sterling, we've seen we've seen Foden, De Bruyne as like a false nine, and they're just so much more fluid uh, with that system. So I think the Aguero injury this season not being part has really allowed Pep to sort of create this new style and it, I think it's been a massive benefit to see. Yeah, I agree completely. I think, uh, you know, you've listed all these players who've played the the central role recently, like even Ferran Torres. You, you know, yeah. they just have so many attacking options. They can almost just do what they want, really. Like, I think Foden started as the central, I think it was a false nine against Liverpool and, you know, they absolutely dominated us, which... yeah. You know, it's just sort of going to show how, even though Aguero is probably one of the most quality players in their team, especially in well, it's probably the most well, he is the most quality position uh, centrally for them yeah. in attack anyway. Uh, they almost don't need him. Uh, I hate to say it because I'm a massive fan of him, but you know, if you can keep winning, how many ever many wins they've got now without him? Yeah, just having him back is almost just an added bonus, really. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's the benefit of City. But their squad is so good; it's not easy. You can have a good squad, and still you struggle. Like in previous seasons, they've had they've still had centre back options. They've but or they've had other options, but it's not as easy to rotate. But this season, it seems like no matter what team he selects, they they slot in, and they're so comfortable. That it's just seamless. Like he'll be making an average sort of five changes a game, I think it is, and and you just wouldn't know it because they they play like they've been playing. They play the same eleven every week. Um, but yeah, this this West Ham team really posed a threat. Um, the first City went ahead, and and you thought they might run away with it. it. Was a great cross from De Bruyne. It's just De Bruyne doing De Bruyne things on his weak foot. The ball he puts in, absolutely class. Does he even have a weak foot? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Um, maybe not. Um, on Twitter, that said uh, Kevin De Bruyne could find a hair on Pep Guardiola's head, which made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But then, but West Ham they, they didn't collapse after that. They had a few chances. Um, Antonio had a chance before he scored, um, and and then with that goal uh, in the right place at the right time. Uh, Lingard shot and he, he's at the back post to, to put it in yeah I think really I I sort of I wasn't keeping that much of an eye on the game until I got well I turned it on in like the 60th minute I think it was I don't know it was 1-1 when I turned it on and I was a bit shocked to like see that it was still a draw because you know you thought I don't know I saw I did see that City had gone 1-0 up and I thought alright yeah you know this could be the, they, they've opened the gates now could they pop a few in but you know yeah. seemed quite quite a slow match or in a weirdy way yeah I wouldn't be disappointed though if I was West Ham no definitely a really good against this City side like a, a close result is, is incredible and, and they weren't 
it wasn't like it wasn't lucky. They played really well. They had chances. Better chance late on in the game. Diop um, had a header wide. From, Lingard was from a Lingard cross, and he was quality again, full of confidence. Um, but yeah, the, the the winner for City was was Stone. So when they concede a goal, then their their two centre backs will put it right and, and score two. It's only his third goal of the season, but it feels like it's his fifty seventh or something. Mental. Uh, yeah, I think he, I saw an interview with him after he said he looks to add goals to his game, and for a centre back this season, he's got quite a few in all competitions. I think. Yeah. Um, I think that must be it because I think he's got a few in the Champions League as well. Yeah, but uh, but but both centre backs. Doing the doing the business at the other end this game. Yeah, who needs Aguero when you've got Ruben Diaz and John Stones? Yeah, exactly, John Stones has finished absolutely class. Um, <laughs> he's he's calling for the ball in the box and he cultured finish, really good cultured. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have Moyes for me uh, for West Ham's got to be manager of the season nominee. I don't, I don't think anybody even really comes close uh, that I can but... think of the top of my head. I think that's obviously Pep. Yeah. Um, but if you if you look at the start of the season, where you thought these teams would be, you'd say Man City probably be probably finish top, won't they? Um, or or there or thereabouts. West Ham probably finish bottom three. Definitely yeah. that one. I think that's what that's what I was just trying to say. Like, I feel like if you'd been asked to put money on a West Ham finish uh, at the start of the season, a lot of people would have at least under tenth, and you know. Credit where it's due, they're flipping flying. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, uh, yeah, overall another another win on the on the record for City and uh, another positive performance for West Ham. Yeah, very positive. And I think uh, then, Yeah, go on. Sorry, I just think, you know, even though it's a loss, I th- I think, you know, it's all you can really take in it against the top of the league. And they're not even yeah. Like just just on top, they're miles ahead now. They're twelve yeah, points. Ahead. Not um, the next game, yep, uh, which was a started a string of really not that interesting games. Um, was West Brom Brighton, which was one nil to West Brom, uh, which really really puts the pressure on Brighton at the moment. Uh, they just they went on a really good. I think they were six unbeaten, and then since that they've had three games. They've had 66 shots, 20 on target, and scored one goal. Yeah, um, you say this isn't a very interesting game. I, I, I disagree on this one. I think maybe after it could get a bit boring. They did miss two penalties in this game. Yeah, they did. They, it was a the story of Brighton season summed up. Uh, yeah. Conceded early from a header from uh, West Brom corner, poor, poor marking. I think they were zonal, which I were, for me, I, I quite like zonal, but Bartley, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, but I, I just think, yeah, nobody ran with him and nobody contested the header. Uh, but then After- Pascal Gross has a penalty, he hits the bar, he's gone down the middle, but it's not like a, he's, some people power it down the middle, he's just sort of placed it onto the bar. Yeah. I think it's like a poor penalty if you're going to go down the middle it doesn't matter if it's high or low you're just gambling on the keep diving yeah you, um, you say that it's just like I, I watched it and it and it went so quick almost that he just sort of he, he looked like he placed it but yeah it was like poor. track on the ball and it just you know swangs off the post you're like oh cool <laughs> yeah and, and then after after that we had the free kick carnage yes um where the the ref 
well, uh, Lewis Dunk's interview afterward is very honest. Um, and he, he, he said he's asked, he's asked the ref if he can take it. The ref says yes. The ref then blows the whistle. <laughs> Lewis Dunk takes the free kick and then and, and it goes in. Then the ref rules out the goal because he's blown his whistle literally a millimetre before the ball has gone off over the line after previously saying that he can take it. Then, then he gives the goal. And then VAR say, no, you blew the whistle again. And then he has to go over and watch it, even though he should know if he's blown his own whistle. Um, and then and then he cancels it again. It's absolute. It's an absolute mess. I think the ref, after he's blown his whistle about 40 times, he just panics. But it's it's a really poor referee. And if you're going to... He, basically, he's told Lewis Dunkey he can take it and then seeing Sam Johnston's nowhere in the middle of his goal. So he's just not ready for it. <laughs> But as soon as you've, you've given it, I just don't understand what's what's happened. But it's all over the place. And I, I've seen quite a lot of people saying, why do we have to wait for an attacking team free kick? And it's, o- it's only in sort of like the final third, you have to wait for a whistle mm-hmm. because it's sort of like punishing the, the team that's been fouled. Yeah. If you're, re- if you're ready for it, take it. Take the advantage. That's, w- that's what you should get for having a free kick. Yeah. I think... Um... A lot of players were furious with it. A lot of players... Yeah. Were, well, obviously, Brighton players. I don't think West Brom would be that upset about it. Um, a lot of Brighton players were putting on their Twitter and Instagram and what, just just sort of demanding for change. And I think that's really the story of this whole season, really. Not even this game. Like This, this VAR that's been brought in to make football better is just making it, what, more boring and more... It's just, I think that the main problem as well is it's just slowing the game yeah. down. There's another yeah. talking point in the uh, Chelsea United game we just had. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But it's just so many times it's just we're wasting time and then the game has to start up again and get get back into the group. It's just... Yeah. A lot of the decisions, though, seem ridiculously easy to call. Like, here I am yeah. on the sofa and I can see that's a clear, you know, I can I, the clear decision is so simple. I don't. I don't know what we can really do about it. Obviously, there's nothing I can do because I'm not working in flipping FA. But it's got to just be sorted out, surely. Yeah, it's it's not good enough at the moment. Uh, standard of refereeing and the VAR in general. However, Brighton did have another penalty, um, which Danny Welbeck takes this one. Um, and he hits the post. Um, but they have chances, penalties as well. Other than the penalties, they had, I think Connolly had a chance from a few yards out, which he skied over. So many chances. Yeah. And they just they just couldn't buy a goal at the moment. They just cannot score. Um, I feel so much Potter because realistically, once your player's on the pitch, you play in the football enough to create chances and they just can't stick it in the back of the net. They're on top though for, for XG, aren't they? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're massively underperforming against their XG and uh, the performances are good but there's a there's a time when you've got a score uh, because they're still in and around the relegation around the relegation zone they're not safe they need to put the ball in there. <laughs> that's just, it's as simple as that yeah um, which they, they did before it got ruled out again but you got two penalties you got chances from open play and you still can't score it's uh, it's not good it's enough it's not what you want <laughs> Um but on, for West Brom, at least, um, it, it was a, a, 
decent enough performance. You, you expect them to be uh, have little, not as much possession, uh, but they, they had a few chances as well. The new signings making an impact. I think Yakulsu played well. Yeah. Uh, Maitland Niles looked lively. Um, Dianya always gets in the right position. Just finishing hasn't been great at the moment. Uh, but yeah, they, they've got a, they've got a big couple of games coming up if they want to. They, they need to string a couple of wins together. But they've got Everton at home and then Newcastle at home and then Palace away. I think that's before before the international break. So you know maybe pick up two wins against those teams close to you and maybe. Grab a result against Everton. You can be, They're not out of it. Um, out of relegation zone, really. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that's a lot to ask for a team that's only won, I think, three games all season. So, to to basically double that in the next three games is going to be impressive. Good luck. Change of things happened. So. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, after that. We had a game that we expected to be uh, maybe a bit more lively, especially after the championship clash yeah. um, a few seasons ago. Um, but no, Leeds nil, Villa won. Um, yeah, uh, no Grealish again for Villa, um, but no problem really. Uh, the only other uh, interesting thing I thought before the game, obviously we were we sort of suspected that Grealish might not play. Yeah, um, but they they went for a, a quite a different midfield three, uh, inexperienced, uh, especially at Premier League level as well. Uh, we, we had, they had uh, McGinn as usual, and then they had Jacob Ramsey and uh, Marvelous Nakamba as your midfield three. Yeah, which is quite surprising. Douglas Louise has been solid, and Barkley maybe not recently hasn't had his best form, but prior to that, very good. However. Nakamba was brilliant, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought. I, and Rams, Ramsey had uh, some bright patches for, for a player at his age yeah. coming into a, a game that's quite intense against the lead side. Um, not a lot of, of real clear-cut chances. Uh, El Ghazi with, with the early goal. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about Leeds' pitch being really poor. People complain about it all, every week. Everyone yeah. slipping, but uh, the goal for Villa, Watkins uh, crossed it, but he slipped before he crossed it, so it helped. And then El Ghazi slips on it on his first touch, which gets, puts him in a good position to finish it. So uh, the bad pitch really helped Villa for the first goal. Yeah, they'd be pleased with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, then it just seemed to be defend, defend, defend. Really. Yeah, both teams had a, had a few a few chances. El Ghazi and. Watkins linked up well, but El Ghazi shoots from distance so frequently. He just gets the ball and just hits it early, which can work. But so many times, there's one chance where he definitely should have squared it to Watkins. But they linked up well. But yeah, sometimes I feel uh, El Ghazi was a bit selfish. Yeah. Uh, but they, they got the job done. Yeah, they did. I think uh, El Ghazi was probably... I wouldn't say he was good, but... I think he was involved quite a lot, but I think really Tyrone Mings played quite well. Yeah, Martinez made made a decent save uh, from Roberts, I think. I think a lot of people uh, thought Matt Target played well as well. Yeah, yeah. Pre- uh, all Villa players were, were sorry. Al Ghazi was good and he was like the main spark in Grievous' absence. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it, yeah. he wasn't good. He's just, well, nobody really is in the Villa team, especially no one's on that level of Grealish. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but maybe but it, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess they step up. They all have to step up in in, in his absence. Um, but I, I think this was just sort of a, a nothing game, really. Not a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, always good to watch Leeds. I, I did watch a bit of this game. Um, and the, play, the players are just up and down. I, I would hate to play in a Bielsa team. You sign Signing players must be difficult. They must, because players know, if I join Leeds, I'm going to run myself into the ground week in, week out, because they are just up and down. It's like everybody's a box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. It's 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 ridiculous, but it's great to watch. Um, but only only other thing written down here for me is that I found a new love for Marcelo Bielsa's translator. I just I just think he seems like a really nice guy. Right. Well, so obviously he does it. He does, uh, he does all his interviews. So he obviously does his translating, but he just comes across really nice, even though it's not it's not it's not his words that he's repeating. I just think he seems really great. So, whoever you are, if you want to come on the podcast, I'd I'd love to have a chat. Yeah, you could translate for us. Just... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all there was really for that game. Not not that great deal to talk about. Uh, if we're talking about random highlights that we found quite funny, I guess I'll talk about when um, Melier went up for a, a corner. I, found... <laughs> I haven't even seen that. I think that was quite entertaining. Uh, he he almost won a header in all honesty, but then Martinez caught it, and uh, then Tyro Mings just fell down on the floor and I wasted a bit of time, I guess. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that's that's the extent of how good that game was. Um, then then Newcastle Wolves, which we didn't expect coming into it to be a, to be a great game. Um, Wolves play good, solid defensive football. Newcastle play. Not that good, solid defensive football. Um, or was this Liverpool just missed a decent chance? Yeah, half chance. Um, Dubravka in for Newcastle. They obviously saw me put Dardo at the bottom of my goalkeeper rankings in the in the previous podcast. Oh yeah. So they think that's a, let's make a change for that one. I'm sure that uh, influenced them to do that. Well, I, Steve Bruce is a big fan, so. Um, <laughs> He got the match. Must... <laughs> yeah, he had. He had. Um, but yeah, Newcastle started really brightly. Almiron uh, had a shot off the post. It, he looked bright um, until he went off injured. St. Maximan again, just, I say it every week, it's just so, his, his skill is so, it's so sporadic. It's, like, it's almost like he's making fun of defenders. Like, it's just, I don't even, I don't, it's like over the top. But it works for him. It's, it's really, it really works. Um, he was at the heart of most uh, Newcastle attacks. Mm. Um, the goal came, the Newcastle goal came from a, a, a phrase of Craig Cross in and uh, Lascelles header. Yeah, but um, flipping power behind that. <laughs> yeah, but that all came from uh, Sir Maxman's work on the left before it popped out to phrase on the right, and. Mm. Um, Wolves, Wolves played with a with Neto on the right wing um, and Adama Traore on the left, mm. uh, which is a, a slight change. Um, but I, I, I think Neto always looks looks lies, lively. Traore played quite well as well, but it's just that that man in the middle isn't it's never there. Um, nah, I think I think that's exactly it. Really, like 
There's a lot of talk on Twitter going around. Adama Traore has now played 25 games this season or something. Yeah. And not even registered a goal or an assist. And a lot of yeah. people are saying, I think that's a bit harsh. You know, like, you could really, you could almost really count that goal even against uh, Leeds a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Weeks ago is his goal. And a lot of people more just saying, like, you know, if they had that man in the middle, like Jimenez, he'd have got yeah. a couple of assists at least. Just someone on the back of his you know, end of his crosses. Um, I think that is obviously the massive, massive, the biggest miss for Wolves all season, really. Like, I think something's definitely happening over there. Like, last couple of seasons, they've looked good. This season, they've looked average, I'd say. Yeah, I think a lot of Wolves fans are quite disappointed with the way that Nuno's playing. Um, And I think that there's a bit of unrest there. You're right, mate. But oh, I think, yeah, it is. You would it would have been interesting to see how this season would have gone with a, a proper striker up there. Um, we don't know, and, and that's something Nuno has to deal with. He, he only had one quality striker to start a season with, and, and he, he knows that football players get injured. So he should have been better, really. I guess. I suppose, yeah, I think it's. I just want to shout out uh, Fabio Silva. Nearly scored in very late on in the game as well. Yeah, well, their their goal they came from Ruben Neves was in in a, a him as him and esque position in the box. Uh, good ball from Neto. Um, Dubravka maybe should have done better, but yeah. Then after that, the, the last ten ten fifteen minutes, uh, Wolves were on top. But other than that, I think Newcastle probably had the best, better of the chances. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. Um, I think. I don't know why, but it just seems like Neves has gone from scoring none in a, over a calendar year, and now he's popped a few in. Probably, yeah. The last four or five games, he's definitely got a few. Yeah, it's just it's uh it's good to see really because he was quite exciting when he first you know emerged onto the scene. He was scoring a few bangers, you know, and now he's just you know he, he seemed like he was dropping poachers getting into the right areas. Huh? Yeah, it's good to see. Uh, yeah, he's good. But, uh, yeah, he's only 23. He's definitely definitely got a massive future ahead of him. Yeah, especially our midfielders come into it a bit later on in their careers. But I think just give it time, really, and he'll go back to prime Neves almost. Um, yeah, I agree. I think he's been one of Wolves' better players this season, especially with the you know dip in form by a lot of their players. Yeah. But um, I just, like I was saying a second ago, Fabio Silva and Lucky to not score very late on in the game. I feel yeah, yeah. bad for him, you know. I think he's... I think a lot of people are sort of almost slating him a bit for the lack of goals, but he gets ridiculously close in almost every game. Yeah, I can't remember who the other week we were talking about and missing a chance late on. This one was a great save from Dubravkraft that maybe should have done better with uh, Neves. Yeah. But yeah, I, overall, I think Newcastle will be disappointed to not walk away with three points. Uh I think most Newcastle fans want Bruce out at the moment. Um, and I, I think that, that sort of, there was an interview afterwards with Jamal Sales and he just, and he was sort of insinuating that they didn't really, when they, I think St. Maxwell went off and they just didn't really know what was happening with the substitution. They, they didn't know what positions. There was like four or five players mm. up for just one formation, one, one, um, one substitution and four or five players suddenly had to play in a few different positions. And it just didn't really make sense how one substitution had made that much an impact. And that caused a lot of confusion, which led to the Wolves' goal, I think. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, that that's that's both, both managers under a little bit of pressure. Definitely Bruce more than Nuno, though. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, Joel Linton as well. And he's look, looks like he needs a bit of a. Yeah, he's another one that couldn't buy a goal. Yeah, he, he doesn't have he doesn't have the worst of games. He's, he's definitely not. He was close. Not again. that bad, but he was close again right at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like like we got Brighton, we got Adama trying to worry about his goals and assists. We got Fabio Silva and Joel Linton all just can't buy a goal at the moment. Right. Um, then we move on to today's game because there's only four yesterday. This was the first one I watched today, which was nil nil. Um, the first half was horrific. I literally could have fallen asleep. Um, it, I think it's sort of typical of Palace. Um, of recent times, just just sitting back, um, hoping to hoping to grab something. But yeah, uh, uh, I haven't really got much written down for Palace in this specific game. We got I just just every time I watch Eze, I'm a QPR fan. For anyone new listening, <laughs> really it's so hard to watch him play. It's just he's just <laughs> I don't think he got any of the ball. It just doesn't, but like when he was playing for QPR, we're just giving the ball all the time and he'll create something. But there's just, there's just nothing to him because it's just get, get the ball out of defence, clear it and try and run. But it's just, it's just over his head. Yeah. And it's just so frustrating to watch a player of that quality and he, he's just not even in the game due to no fault of his own. The, the just style doesn't really suit him. With Zaha in the team, it gives him a, gives him a bit more space to pop up. And I think Palace just generally play more uh, attacking football when they've got Zaha in the team. It's still not attacking football, but it's more attacking. Um, just sort of put them on his back, though, really, when it when it comes to... Uh, yeah, back. it's one of those. When, when he plays, everybody else plays better as well. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it was a very boring game by the looks of things. I think Gaeta made a couple decent saves. I think... Yeah, he did, but Fulham had a few chances. Second half, especially, they dominated the ball in the first half. But second half, uh, Cavalero came on uh, midway through, and he created a few chances. Had I think he had a chance himself. Uh, but it's a game that they, they Fulham, we said in recent weeks that they've they've performed really well, but they they need to take the three points when they get the chances like they have in this game. They've got I think. Uh, Spurs, Liverpool, and City as the next three games before the international break, yeah. and it and it's just that that's you look at it saying no points. Maybe they'll pick up one, two, three at the most. Um, but yeah, Fulham need three points, and that's they they didn't get it, and that's the sign of some the team that's going to go down. It's, it's not picking up the points when you're playing well. Um, so yeah, not great. The the only thing I wanted to mention is. We've talked about Palace this season having a, a transition uh, next in in the summer because they got so many players out of contract. I actually found out it's twelve players mm. out of contract and Hodgson, of course. Don't expect any of uh, don't expect Hodgson to stay, and, and a lot of the twelve as well. So a massive summer you, ahead of Palace. Um, any of the big names off the top of your head, who's out of contract? I'm not sure. It's a lot of the old ones. I think Sacco, who's I think already mutually confirmed yeah. that's done. Um, I can't remember exactly, but it's it's a lot of the more experienced heads. Um, it's, it's all well and good going into a, going and getting young talent, but you need a few players to guide them through as well. Yeah, the ship a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I can't remember. Obviously, obviously, Batshuayi is one. He hasn't really featured much. But other than that, the other 11 were all um, 
first first team players that are owned by Palace. So, oh it is a, a it could be could be a really positive thing when they get a new manager in and he builds it. But even for a new manager, you're gonna new manager comes in, he's got to sign. Well, he doesn't have to sign eleven new players, twelve new players, but he has to sign a lot of new players, and he's got him bent. Yeah. Uh, maybe they do you think they need some time in the championship to rebuild maybe or have they got the quality to stay in the prem I don't think anybody wants any time in the championship it's just such a difficult league to get back out yeah. of um, they won't keep old Laha uh, as well if they go into the championship that's true yeah that's a, that's another thing for this summer if he if he finishes off the end of the season with another few goals when he's back from injury people will be snapping at him again so yeah. If you if you can imagine it, somebody put it because Paris have never said that they're not going to sell Zaha. They've always just had their price for him. I think I think it's fifty million, and no and nobody's nobody pays it. So it's as simple as that. Pay the money they give you him. Pay um, fifty million for Zaha. If you pay eighty million for Pepe, you pay fifty million for Zaha, don't you? Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess I think they put. They've obviously put the price down a little bit recently, I guess, because I seem to think a couple of seasons ago they might have been demanding closer to eighty million. Arsenal were interested, but you know they went for Pepe in, instead. Yeah, <laughs> probably wouldn't have done that personally myself, but you know what can you say? Hold on, Oof, sorry, I'm watching the Liverpool game. Um, yeah. <laughs> only thing I can really take away from the Fulham game that made me chuckle, you know me, I look at the funnier sides of the games as well. Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek came out after the game and said don't feel like losing at all made me chuckle because I don't really know a team that do come out hoping to lose um, but you know <laughs> that's what I took from the game because it was Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah uh, then I, I, after that the games I, I didn't watch obviously had had a great deal of goals yeah, uh, for him both <laughs> Um, our predictions as well went horrifically this week. Um, I think they got the score right for the Arsenal game. You did, but just the wrong thing. The wrong way. Um, but yeah, so uh, the Leicester Arsenal was the next one, which was three one to Arsenal, which was perhaps a bit of a shock. Mm. Uh, league position definitely suggests that. Mm. Uh, but it was a tale of like two two sort of different uh, approaches from after the Europa League. Because if you look at Arsenal's team that they played this, you're like, oh, that's a that's not that's not strong. Um, I don't think Saka or, or Bamiang started. They made six changes um, from the Europa League game in midweek. Um, only twenty, uh, only Willian of the changes played more than twenty minutes against Benfica. So a, a, a much fresher team. Leicester made four changes, but three of their changes had played half an hour or or more. Um, in, in their midweek game as well. So really only one one change who was fresh from, from that week. Yeah. Um and, and it really showed Leicester looked leggy. They got their early goal, uh, which was really poor defender from Arsenal. Tielemans just just uh, allowed to run and run. He had Jacker chasing him, but nobody mm-hmm. came across. Um but yeah, uh Leicester after that you're like, well maybe that that's why you don't really want Leicester to be one up so early because they can then counter and use their pace on the break mm. but really didn't show any creativity um, and, and Arsenal worked really good um, looked fresh Willian and Pepe, oh, we just talked about Pepe both of them looked bright, Willian especially yeah. 
who sort of come come into a little bit of form in the last couple of games, which is which is good for Arsenal. Yeah, I think he's got five assists now in the Premier League. Uh, can't really say much about it since I think he got three of them on the first game of the season. I think. Oh yeah, I think yeah, that was against Fulham. Yeah, I think. I think it was, and uh, so you can you can take something from that that he's got a couple recently. But the thing that's making me laugh is I saw uh, more. Yeah, combined. Sorry, this season, which is quite interesting to see. I don't know. I don't know if this is offside, but oh, it's an own goal from Kabak. Oh no, it's offside. Never mind. Okay, (laughs) you're behind me. Oh my! I just want to. Oh, is that? I think he's just offside. But if that had gone in, that would have been horrendous. When you see this, I I will expect some sort of told me it won't count because I'll probably turn this off now. Now. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, really good for Arsenal. Leicester tired, and just to make him out as even worse, Barnes is out yeah. now. He's he went off on a stretcher, and uh, Rogers said probably looking at six weeks mm. uh, uh, initially. Obviously, that can change. You can't tell straight away, but it looks like he has to have an operation. Oh dear. Um, so he'll be out for the international friendlies, which is a bit annoying because uh, we'd like to see him. Yeah. Um, or, or at least see if he would be picked. But obviously now we won't know if he would have been in the first place because um, he won't be in the equation. I've just seen this Kavak thing. <laughs> <laughs> Campbell's. When Adrian's in goal, it's just such a... Yeah. It, everyone else on edge. I think everybody's on edge. Lucky he's offside there. Um, sorry, going back to the Arsenal game. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest loss for Leicester at the moment. Maybe if Vardy had gone off, would be bigger. But I think Barnes has been quality this season, and that you won't be pleased to see that if you're a Leicester fan because of what he's bringing to the team at the moment. Uh, yeah, Le- Leicester definitely had a have had a lot of trouble with injuries. They've had Vardy out this season. They've had Madison out. They've had Ndidi out for long periods yeah. of time. Uh, but so uh, didn't start the I think season. Evans got injured as well, actually. Yeah, he went off. Uh, I think Hodgson's, Hodgson. Hodgson. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he just decided to do an interview about it. Rog, Rogers uh, came out and said it's a serious calf, but it didn't sound that serious, so he might not be out for too long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of unlucky time with uh, injuries, but that's football. It is football. Um, fair play to Arsenal, though. Well, you know, going 1 0 down isn't necessarily what you want, especially away from home. Not that that's making a massive deal at the moment, thanks to the um, lack of time. closed doors. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, David Luiz and William linked up the first one. Quite, I don't know, it seemed like quite a long header, really. Like It's quite far out when you really look at it. I don't know if I'm just weird. Yeah. But uh, good header. Pen- penalty from Lacazette was brilliant, I thought. Pretty, I know it's not hard to score a penalty necessarily, but it just I don't know, it just hit differently for me. It looked quite a good penalty, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and then the uh, the last goal was a bit of a yeah. bit unlucky, bit unlucky really. really, yeah. But Tiedemann was allowed to dribble too much, really, for his goal. Yeah, I thought I'd be disappointed with that, but that's literally the only real disappointment that uh, Arsenal can have for that game. Yeah, I guess you can't really take away from them too much. As they have. Uh, then after after that, we had the Spurs Burnley game, 
Um, mm. The first thing to take note before the game kicked off was Bale was uh, back in the starting eleven after an impressive performance off the bench against uh, West Ham the week before and uh, another good performance in the Europa League midweek. Yes. Um, and it was, it was uh, an instant impact thing after two minutes uh, straight straight in with the goals. Yeah. Uh, I was over the moon to see this, really. I'm not going to try and guess how many words that has because last time that happened, I said four. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Bale's just... He is a class player, really. Whatever you say. I know a lot of people are arguing that he's lost his his mojo because he's losing his pace, and that's how he he played quite a lot, really, when he was in his when he was in his prime, almost. Yeah. <laughs> the first goal, clever. Son with a good ball, and he just flicked it past Pope. Pope didn't stand a chance, really. Didn't even dive because it just yeah. how, how fast it was. That's not a Pope. Yeah, but really good cross from Son. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I think, and then he got a pretty good ball over to Kane, who just, you know, Kane's a flipping good shooter of the ball. Uh, <laughs> I think he's arguably the best in the league at hitting the ball. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no no one better finishing than in the Premier League than Harry Kane. And it, and it, in world football, you'd say Lewandowski and Suarez. That's your your three. Only ones who could potentially rival him if you take Messi and Ronaldo out the argument. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, just this team's looking mental at the moment. Uh, the front three, especially in that. They they seem to be picking up a bit of form, I like. I, I might argue. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, and you see the front four today, because even Lucas has been good in recent weeks. So they have Kane, Son, Lucas and Bale. That's a great front four. And they and he didn't, Mourinho didn't play a Mourinho style. He didn't go with his two classic holding midfielders because recently he's been playing and Dombele is sort of like a number 10 more of a number 8 and then also yeah. Hoiberg and Sissoko but he went for still and Dombele as like a number 8 to turn and dictate the play but he then only had Hoiberg so it's only one really out and out defensive midfielder um, so if you can get all of those five or six including Hoiberg that's a really good midfield and attack um, if Mourinho wants to go for it a bit more which in a game like this has really worked for him. Um, the early goal, obviously crucial in sort of keeping Burnley quiet. Um, but if, if I'll be interested to see if Marino continues to go, not all out, but at least set up a, with a bit more of an a, attacking uh, outset. Um, yeah. Because in this game, it really helped. And obviously that with, with Bale coming into form, that really helps them. Um, Ali Ali's been good. He was impressive off the bench and and good in in midweek as well. With a great finish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've still lost five out of their of, of the previous six league games before this. So not not great form prior to this game. But in in the Europa League, picking up form uh, and in this game looked great as well. Um, but so, going yeah. forward, they're only only six points off fourth. So they're they're not miles away and. Uh, they've got Zagreb in the next uh, Europa League game, so that should be winnable as well. So, and a Carabao Cup final to look forward to. So, really, from from what a miserable outlook we saw from Spurs a few weeks ago, especially after the West Ham defeat, um, could if be it's big. not that bad a season. Yeah. Um, do you think they'll win the Carabao? 
I think I want them to more than I more than I wow. think they will. I I'd quite like to see them win. However, at the same time, it wouldn't bother me if they didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I won't lie. I do quite enjoy the you haven't won a trophy in how many years uh, banter. But uh, you know, I'd rather Spurs won it than City overall. Yeah, yeah, it's just just one of those. I, I think it'll be an interesting game, but that will be one where Mourinho does go for his. Hoiberg and Sissoko protection of the back four. Yeah. I mean, honestly, his back four in some games really just need protecting. Yeah, definitely does. Uh, I just want to give a quick uh, call out, shout out to um, Lucas Mora, who I just think, I don't know if you saw it, Luke, but he performed this little skill that was just incredible. He sort of knocked it past Tarkovsky. And I just was thought, this. Oh. Did he then? Did he have a shot saved by Pope after yeah, that? It wasn't the one. He, he he didn't score off it, and there were there wasn't a. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. It was just like hello. <laughs> I thought that was quite filthy, and I just wanted to shout it out. So Lucas, if you're listening, good one, mate. Yeah, Spurs. Spurs went. Spurs have got the attacking power when they're all on form to really take a team apart. But like we say, you've got to, you've got to see it again in in other games. Um, yeah. But yeah, Burn- Burnley having a torrid time at the moment. They've they've got difficult games coming up as well. Um, they've they've got Leicester, Arsenal, and Everton before the international break. They're only they're only five. I think they're only five points clear of of uh, Fulham. But the only saving grace is Fulham. Fulham's fixtures are equally, if not worse. Yeah. Um, so they could be in a bit of trouble come come the international break. But we'd have to see a bit of a miracle from Fulham first. Yeah, I think uh, I'd argue Burnley are, are safe, but uh, you know anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. Um, then on to the last game of the day, bar, bar this Liverpool one in England, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, in England, uh, which was uh, Chelsea nil, Man United nil, and it was pretty much just a more expensive version of the uh, Fulham Palace game in the first half, especially. It was awful. Not really a lot, lot going for it, other than the uh, Hudson Odoi handball uh, call, which for me looks like a blank penalty. He's hit it with his hand, and it's another one of those. And Lou Shaw's done an interview afterwards where, if the, the ref's not given it initially, and then the ball, it's we've had at least a minute, probably more, of additional play since before he's called to look at it. And once he's and and once he's look, been called to look at it, that instantly says that it's probably a penalty. Otherwise, why does he need to go and look at it? And it's just and and then he hasn't given it, even though it does look like he's definitely handballed it. And and it's just slowed the pace pace down of the game for no reason because we've stopped it and then not changed the decision. Yeah. So it's just um, enough. Yeah. I haven't really seen much from this game as it was only a. A couple hours ago, but uh, I, it just seemed ridiculously boring. In all honesty, um, I know Chelsea have just come off the bat of a one-nil win in the Europa League, uh, Champions League, sorry, against Atletico Madrid, which is probably you know what you want, really, in it. Uh, but you know, it just seemed like a really boring game. In all honesty, yeah, first half was horrific. Second half was a bit brighter but not a lot of big chances a couple of good saves at either end Fred and looked like, good for me but other than that there was there's a couple of counter-attacks that looked good for Man United that broke down Tomine and Fernandez misplacing passes but really not a lot of going on and 
Yeah, Man United's form in, in the game against the top six this season is horrific. They, they've played seven against the, the traditional top six. This is they've mm. five of those games have been nil nils, and then the other two was a one nil loss, and then of course that six one loss to Spurs. So it's, they yeah. haven't won any. No, it 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 it's got to pick up because a couple of seasons ago. United looked one of the better teams against the top six, especially. Um, and realistically, you know, they're on the up as well. It's all good being able to beat, I don't know, Brighton. But uh, you'd really be demanding them against the bigger teams. You need to put a better performance in. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing you could say is you have, you have five, five of the games you've not lost. So, but it's just yeah. a it, and, and also five clean sheets. But the fact you've only you've only scored one goal, um, and that was in a six-one loss. Yeah, um, it's just really poor. And I, I don't. And I, you'd think, like you said, in the few seasons before, they've they've had good results. And you think this kind of style in the big games where they can sit back if they like and counter, it should suit them. But it just really hasn't this season, and they've struggled. Hundred percent, and. It just says something that if the biggest talking point of the game was a potential handball, uh, I think you're right. It's definitely hit his hand. So, you know, and his hand's in a weirdy position. So I don't know what really is going on again with VAR. I haven't really looked into it. But if that's the biggest talking point of the game, really needs a bit more of a uh, a boost, I'd I'd say. Yeah. Who calls yeah. into the end of his, his honeymoon stage, I'd argue. As well, I know they still oh, really. Still, he still hasn't lost a game yet. So I, I obviously that result against Atletico, we've seen better Atletico performances. But yeah, I, I think he's coming in. And he's, he's not like hit the ground running like like his Solskjaer did when he was first there. But in in this, I, I don't think any Premier League manager has taken more points since he's since he's joined. I think that's because he's played more games than some teams. But yeah, um, but yeah, he's he's unbeaten, and that's not. And it, and this game is one of those ones where you can't really be judged off. But they look a lot more um, organised and definitely defensively sound. But maybe they've lost a bit of that sort of yeah. attacking emphasis. But maybe that's just because they've they've got a plan rather than just run at it basically. Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm not the mass. I'm not the biggest fan of Tuchel. I don't really rate him that much. So that's probably why I've you know given him some some harsh words there. But uh, I don't know. I just think Chelsea really need to step into the next gear, really, if they're going to challenge for the title next season. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. He's got he's got yeah. time. I think this season sort of get his plan across, and then next season see what they can do. Yeah. Okay, on to the uh, EFL uh, quickly before we go through Europe. Um. Um, in the championship, we don't need to talk about QPR this week. Um, we didn't win, so that's irrelevant. Oh. Uh, Bournemouth, uh, there was a big game between them and Watford. They're sort of two of the two of the three teams vying for the the last uh, automatic playoff, not automatic playoff, automatic promotion spot. Uh, Norwich are well clear. Pookie scoring goals for fun. They won again this week. Yes, yeah, it's uh, seven five games or something mental, isn't it? Absolutely incredible at this level. Um, but yeah, Bournemouth beating Watford 1-0 but there was a big uh, brawl at the end I think João Pedro got sent off for Watford and Lucia got sent off for Bournemouth but yeah, all kicking off absolutely carnage um, 
But then the the only other thing I only other thing I wanted to talk about in the championship was Barnsley, who are the story of the season for me. Last season, um, finished one point outside of the relegation places. I think on the last day of the season they they survived. Um, I think they beat I think they beat Brentford on the last game of the season actually, who were who were looking at automatic, obviously didn't get it. Um, but yeah, they spent one point two five. No, they made three million pounds of profit last season in the transfer window. This season they spent only one point two five million, which that's in, not included in the fees that they've received that were undisclosed. So they probably have made profit in the last two seasons. They don't spend a lot of money in general. Um, yeah. But they're only one point off the playoffs now. So there's a massive turnaround. They've looked quality. Um, they had Gerhard Struber, who left in uh, October for New York Red Bulls, and he sort of turned them around a little bit. But uh, I think it's Valerie and Ismail's come in, and it has not looked bad. They won again this, this weekend against Millwall. And if, if they can get themselves into playoffs, that is an absolutely great story and a really good turnaround. Yeah. Um, uh... The only thing I'd like to really also discuss regarding the championship, a bit off topic again, but did you see the red card Wilshire was given? Yeah. Why does it look like a circle? Some, I think sometimes the cards are circles. Really? I've never seen that before. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I've, de- I've definitely seen circle cards before. I don't really understand why they do that. It's not really a card. It's more, you know, circle. That's what's <laughs> I don't think there's anything in the description of a card suggesting it has to be a certain shape. I think it's the material that makes it a card. Yeah. I don't know. It just baffled me a bit. I wanted to discuss it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I'm sorry. To, to be you. fair, though, it doesn't really make sense unless he's got like circle pockets. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> he just got it. Like- yeah, I don't know why it is, but I've seen it before. Oh, I've not, I've not seen that. That's just why I, want- I just, I'm sorry to bring it up, but uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. It is an interesting talking point. Um, and then into League One, uh, Doncaster, our boys who we, we're supporting for, oh, for the rest of the season, um, they lost unfortunately oh. uh, to Ipswich, but they're still in the playoffs. They're sick, so Come on, still Don. hope for James Coppinger and the boys. I'm um, on Doncaster to get promoted. I would go for it. Yeah. Well, don't jinx it though. Don't jinx oh. it. Which would. Uh, uh, then uh, second place Lincoln lost to uh, Plymouth and they lost 4-3 they went 2-0 uh, down then they were 3-2 up and then they lost 4-3 uh, which was a uh, bit of carnage and Great. then in League 2 um, League 2 Bolton uh, have put together five wins on the bounce so they're into the playoff paces now um, mm-hmm. which will be good to see them uh, get back into League 1 at least after a really bad couple of seasons for them yeah um, and that's about it, really. Um, oh, and uh, Nigel Pearson's uh, the new manager of Bristol City, and he and he's got a bit of a bounce from their back-to-back wins in the Championship for them as well. Oh, good for Nigel. Which is nice to see him back. Maybe I'm not really sure actually. <laughs> you like it or not, I suppose. Yeah. Um, one thing before we get on to our our big five leagues, which we always talk about, is uh, the Scottish Cup finals today, and it's always nice to see. Uh, neither Celtic or Rangers in the, in the big in the big finals. Just just a bit of something different. Yeah, um, with St Johnston, Livingston, and uh, St Johnston came out on top. It's their first ever win in a Scottish Cup final. Um, 
which which is great, but it's just a bit sad at the same time. The first ever win in a in a, in a Scottish Cup, and they've there's no fans even there to see it. Yeah, um, because uh, we had the Carabao Cup in in normal time would have already happened, but the uh, that's been delayed, which I think is good, just to try and get some fans in, um, just so someone can witness it. Really, you don't want to list, list like it's the same as Spurs had won the Carabao Cup and it had been scheduled for like I think it was last month when it normally would have been. And nobody would have seen it. It's just not the same. And I feel a bit sorry for the St. Johnson fans. They'll obviously be buzzing anyway. But that happened to Liverpool. At the same time. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, just a not not ideal, really. It's not what you want. Talking to Liverpool, but you're nil at half time. Just yeah, just, I know you've been lots of chances for Liverpool. Yeah, but not. This is giving me anxiety. Is all I'll say. <laughs> um. Yeah, so on to uh, what do you what do you want to talk about? Which which of the five are you going or four actually? We've already done England, of course. Uh, since we don't really talk about it very much, in my opinion, let's go on to Spain. Okay. Um, yeah, we had uh, the the big game, which we predicted. We both both went for a bit of a shock. Uh, not in terms of league position, but in terms of general history, uh, you'd expect but uh, Barcelona to win. Yeah. Uh, we went both went for a Sevilla win which didn't happen. Uh, Messi with a really good performance, a, I think a goal and an assist. Um, See that and went wrong. that takes, takes Barcelona second uh, for the time being. There's games in hand knocking about. I think Atletico might be playing at the moment and uh, Real Madrid plays Sociedad tomorrow. Um, but not completely out of the title race, of course. Games in hand don't mean definite wins. Um, but yeah, I think Barcelona... That- knocking Sevilla's confidence from, from their lofty heights where they've been this season. That's where we went wrong, Luke. We, we doubted Messi. Probably yeah. done better than that. But uh, Barca went with a bit more of an interesting formation. They had five at the back. Um, probably quite a clever idea. Haven't really... I th- Well, I think it says it was a three at the back, but, you know, they've got Dest and Pedri on the, on the wing, so I presume they were coming back to defend a bit. Um... Messi's just another planet still. I um, think he's now the top goal scorer in La Liga. I don't know for certain. Yeah, yeah, because he, he levelled it with Suarez last week and unless Suarez has scored well. Nah, they're 12 minutes uh, in and it's nil-nil. So. Okay, then yeah, he'll be top. Yeah, Messi's just, you know, even if he's having a off-season in inverted commas, I know no one can see me do that with my fingers, he's still better than anyone really, in the league. Um, Barca have definitely picked up a lot recently. They're now in second, even though, you know, games in hand for the other two, Madrid. Uh, But, you know, as it stands, three points behind Atletico, who are in first. Yeah, yeah, it's still still all to play for there. uh, They'll all still play each other as well. So there's points to be won and lost. So focus on the Champions League, really, I guess. Since they are yeah. one down on Agalega. Yeah, that's true. Um, right, let's go. Let's go because uh, let's go from Messi to Ronaldo then. Go on then. Um, he, he got himself a goal, um, but Juve dropped points again um, to Verona this time. A poor performance. Um, Verona, Verona equalised, um, and and from then on, really, probably with a better side. Uh, Chelsea made a decent save at the end. Um, they're 10 points off top now. Um, they got a game in hand, but 
these these games aren't they're, they're not winning at the moment. Um, and yeah, he, I, I don't know if Pirlo's under pressure from the the UV fans, but. I think if there was fans in the stadium, it wouldn't be a positive reception for sure. No, I agree completely. Um, Ronaldo really seems to be doing everything for this team. He's scored 2% yeah. of Juventus's goals this season, which is, that's, it seems a bit ridiculous, really. Um, it, obviously, he's going to be the top goal scorer. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. But, you know, scoring 42% of the goals, it's a big number, really. Uh I don't know yeah. if that's more about him being on another planet as well, or the best rest of his team sorry being a bit poor. Yeah, I think it's a bit. I think there's three. Yeah, there's one. Obviously, Ronaldo you expect to be at the top of the charts, yeah. but I think I think the tactics around him and and the team's not been performing anywhere near what we expect of it of a Juventus side of recent Just times. What would happen if he got injured? You know, like if he's if he misses a couple of weeks, the Juventus going to slip further down or? Yeah, be able to you know find some some hope because you know you see all this stuff about Morata being all right and stuff, and but it's just not really being showed. Yeah, um, yeah, and obviously it got worse because Inter strolled it for another victory. I think it was a an X Man United hat trick. Have you have you seen the scores or can I test you on the scores? Uh, We've got three 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 Man United players, former Man United players, scoring for Inter in a three 0 win. Well, Lukaku scored. I saw that. I saw it was one. Yeah. Hmm. Sanchez. Yeah. And is it what was it? Another different? Was it a different? Thing? And another, another, a different, another different one. Um. It's a bit obscure. This. So it's so it's not like Ashley Young then. It's not Ashley is it Young. A but it is. Yeah. Just you swap you swap your side. Uh, Damian. Yes. yes. So it. With Damian scoring goals, then into a de- definitely doing something right. Um, yeah, Lukaku scored after a minute, I think it was. Yeah, it was yeah, a really good start for Inter there, strolling it at the moment. They had 24 uh, shots, half of which were on target. You know, Inter, if they don't win the league, I'll eat my sock. Like, you know. Yeah, it's be- yeah Inter in such good form. And, and you said Milan are playing Roma at the moment. So if they can win that, they're, they're still. Uh, nipping at the heels of of Inter, but Juve, you can't see doing anything with their current form. No. Um, Napoli and Atalanta got expected wins uh, today, um, both both two nil, um, and and then like I say, uh, Roma Milan uh, is underway at the moment. Yes, uh, and the only other this shock was Lazio lost a very terrible week for them. Uh, they've Obviously, got smashed by Bayern in in the Champions League, and then they've uh, lost to Bologna. Oh, we never um, Champions League games after after our predictions. I was so close. My Bayern won. You were you were I very close. Get it? Honestly, I saw four one and thought, Hoo-hoo! but I texted you, didn't I? When it got to four one, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to nail this." Yeah, um, but not not the case, and and Lazio woes just like yours um, they lost 2-0 to Bologna so not good and they now dropped to 7th which is effectively last of the top tier of the teams in the Serie A yeah all I'd like to um, say is I want your team to win just just send me a cheeky bit of cash and I'll put a bet on them to lose because that's how bad the predictions <laughs> have been uh, yeah very only- what did you go for the um for the United Chelsea game, I think I went two all. 
Oh, so you get a point. I think you'll be leading the table now because I think that's the only point that we're scheduled to get. We've got the um, the Roma Milan game, which is on now. Uh, that that's the only one that's going to save me. Um, really. I did have a question actually. Since I got the score right for Arsenal Leicester, do I get a point technically? I no, think... you do not get a point. Why? I got the score right. No, because that's just completely wrong. <laughs> but I got it right. I got the score right. No. I, I've I've got all, all power over the table. I'll give you a point if you get the score right for the right team. No, you well, you get two points for that, and you get one point if you get a good result. I just want to point out Liverpool have scored. Yeah. Come on, oh, get yeah. in, Curtis Jones. Oh, look very close to being out of play as well. Yeah, what a man. Honestly, that's made my day even better. I know. He looks like a really good little player, Curtis Jones. Yeah, he's he's fantastic, honestly. Uh, he's a scouser in the team, you know. Can't get enough of those. Trent. Trent with the assist as well. Yeah, good goal. Um, he'll be thrilled with that. And hopefully we can see it out now. I think we probably deserve to score in the first half. We had a few shots. Firmino, yeah, Firmino hasn't been outstanding by any means of the imagination. But uh, Diogo is back in the setup soon. I think he's ill today. Yeah. So hopefully he'll be back in the next game. Alisson obviously is a bit of a miss as we just, as we covered that earlier, didn't we? But I just thought, you know, we yeah. scored. This is the happiest I've been for a while. So I'll talk about it. Um. Okay. Uh, then we've got uh, Germany oh. to go. Um, go Germany then. Uh, Bayern smashed uh, smashing back to form after we said they weren't in the greatest form. They go and smash Lazio and now they've beaten uh, Cologne 5 1. Um, and yeah, I've written that as well. It's problematic scores. You can start in. And the thing I just like, I mean, I know they're resting players. They've got a lot of, got a lot of, a lot of focus on the Champions League. But they've got Nabry on the bench who came on and scored twice. You've got Komen, you've got Muller, and, and Chopper Motting, who, who was poor for Stoke, is somehow. Managed to get in any sign in 11. Yeah, in all honesty, uh, Bayern just seem to have flipping so many players, but don't at the same time. I don't know what it is. I think it's because they tend to play uh, players in sort of weirdy positions. Like, I think Sula started at right back this week, which is a bit odd, in my opinion, anyway. But uh, who have they got right back? They've got. They've uh, got um... So, yeah, who, who I don't think has been incredible for them. So, it's just one of those where they think it's better to play a centre-back there than play the right-back who's not really in I guess you could form. maybe argue that Lucas Hernandez deserves a start. I don't know. He's definitely yeah. more of a left-sided player, but, you know, maybe you'd give that a go. Not well, to be fair, you, you shouldn't really. He's absolutely right with who he picks. He won 5-1. Yeah, fair play. Um, What do I know? But uh, um, but then their only competitors are really uh, a Leipzig, who looked like they were gonna they're gonna drop points, um, but two 0 down, um, so and ninety third minute winner, um, which which were uh, keeps them in touching distance of Bayern. Um, I think it was Sorloff who scored who scored the winner, um, who used to he used to play for Palace and was absolutely woeful. Um, before going on loan to Turkey and tearing it up yeah. there. Um, yeah, but yeah. Definitely. Also, again, big time. Lost 5-1 to Stuttgart. 
But I think the the big yeah, thing to talk hey. about is Dortmund. I think coming back into some some sort of form, won three 0 Yeah, I think they've won their last three. Yeah. Um. Def- they're definitely coming to some sort of form, but I don't know if you've watched the highlights from that game. It's, no, it I seemed like they could have won about 12 now, in all honesty. <laughs> they yeah. had 20 shots, only had nine on target. But Sancho seemed pretty decent. Yeah, a goal and an assist. Yeah. I mean, what can you really say? Uh, I think that's his 50th assist, and I think he's played 99 games, which is just a great yeah, record. You'd take pass. that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Especially with the amount of goals he scored in that as well, it's def- averaging probably I don't know a goal a goal a contribution every 0.75 games or something ridiculous yeah, like that. that. Um, I don't know I don't know why, but whilst I right another bit of randomness from me, uh, I was watching this this game it's highlights anyway, and I was just seeing they've got so many attacking players. Honestly, they've got. So many attacking players. They have Royce, Haaland, Sancho, you know, Re- uh, I don't know, Reina, uh, Renier. He scored. The he's on from yeah, online from yeah, him. Well, they've just got so many attacking players. It's it's mental. Surely they'll be offloading someone soon. Yeah, well, yeah, I think if if that Renier goes back to. Madrid and and then I think with Royce's injury pro, injury yes. proneness, you sort of need an extra player because you expect him to be out for the majority yeah. of the season. I think he's fantastic though, in all honesty. <laughs> okay, um, finally uh, yeah. we go to France, uh, which has a game again now, um, which is quite quite an important one. It's uh, Marseille. This is Leon, which is currently one nil to Leon. Um, which, if that stays with that result, uh, they move to second in the table, jumping PSG, who took a big four nil win um, at the weekend. Yeah, um, this league's getting quite exciting now. I know we keep saying that, but you know the top three, even top four, are very close on points. There's four points between first and fourth. Uh, yeah. Anyone's game at the moment. Yeah, definitely Monaco. Monaco winning, like you say. PSG getting a big win. Uh, Leon leading at the moment against Marseille, who are just in free throw. Um, the only the only team out of that top four that did drop points was Lille, who uh, drew one one. Uh, yeah. So they they the gap the gap uh, Leon can close the gap a bit. So yeah, like you say, fifty nine, fifty eight, fifty seven, and then fifty five to Monaco is uh, very exciting. Um, only thing I would say on Leo is one of their better players in uh, in defence this season, and the goal scorer at the weekend was uh, Jose Font, who I didn't know was still knocking about. Um, so yeah, he's a uh, I don't know how old he is, um, but very I would say, and he's still uh, playing at the top. Uh, I've got no idea, mate. <laughs> but he's thirty-seven. 37? He's 37. I suppose what you could say about Lille as well, getting knocked out of the Europa League midweek by uh, Ajax, I think, will definitely help them since they've got, you know, just a few more games, a few less games to play, you know, really should help out. But, um, yeah, PSG have got to still focus on the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, 
Leon aren't in any Euro- European competition, I think. Um, and Monaco aren't either. I don't yeah. think. So it's only really PSG that are worried about that. Yeah. Uh, but they obviously have the best, best squad to, to deal with it. So it is a really good top four battle that we're not not used to. And in fact, in all of the league, you've got the standard the league battle, which is shaping up quite nicely with three teams being quite close. Uh, the Serie A is, is the best it's been for a while, even though Inter look clear. Uh, there's a few teams battling now and it's just nice to see someone different at the top. Leipzig in the battle in Germany and then France probably the best of the bunch uh, with with four top teams really battling out at the top. Yeah, 100%. And and obviously uh, Mbappe looking good. Uh, I think he's looking really, really good at the moment in all honesty. Probably the best I've seen him in a while, I might argue. You know, got a hat-trick against Barca, scored twice today. Uh, yesterday, sorry, and I think he might have got an assist. I'm not too sure, but you know he's just looking at the top of his game, really. And it's just yeah. whether or not he can, if PSG can tie him down another contract, or he's going to. Yeah, but it, it will be interesting to see where, where how his ambition is. I mean, it's not not unambitious. Maybe maybe you want to be if you can win the Champions League at PSG, that's great. But maybe maybe you want to move on to. I don't know if I can't see him coming to the Premier League personally, and it's just who can stump up that kind of cash. I suppose um, the real team that could maybe afford to do it is Madrid. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's if I, I think if he goes anywhere next, that's where I, that's where I see him. But hopefully, he signs for Liverpool. <laughs> I, I, yeah, we will see. <laughs> Not too sure if it'll happen. Well, yeah, I, 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 I think we'll see another season, especially the the situation at the moment. I think. Um, We'll see another season at PSG, and then maybe after that we'll see what happens. If he goes abroad. Uh, I suppose uh, another bit of news for PSG is they should be getting Neymar. I think Neymar's agreed another contract. Really? I think he has. I'm not, or at least it's looking more likely than not that he's going to sign another contract. That's Um, interesting. It is interesting, yeah, and he's back soon. I, I think he might. He he said maybe he might feature in the next Champions League game, which would just they don't really need him to, do they? Uh, they don't. But you know, if you've got Neymar available, it's just going to cause too many problems for Barcelona, who are especially weak in defence at the moment. You know, yeah. And uh, I think that will probably see see them into the next round comfortably. You know what my opinions on Neymar are? I'm a yeah. big old Neymar fanboy. A lot of people are not a fan. I am, um, but yeah, that's that's about that's about all the news wrapped up for this uh, this episode. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, mum watch involved in that. Yeah, thanks, um, Dad, for appearing. Oh, we, we need a word for for if uh, anybody uh, anybody got to the end. Uh, and I stick when we make we didn't make any predictions this week. We'll only do midweek ones for the Champions League. But yeah. Um, I said last time, if we the first person that messages us on Twitter at the Corridor Pod, um, we'll we'll come t- every time we do predictions, we'll we'll repeat their name. It'll be like in association with at whoever it is. So if someone can just message us, uh, what word? Uh, let's go for squash. Squash. There we go. If someone messages squash that we don't know um, on Twitter, then then you'll be forever famous in the corridor of uncertainty podcast. 
you'll be one of the legends along with Doncaster. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, and we will be back on Wednesday for a uh, with a, with a, with another with another. Um, I don't know what we'll be doing actually. <laughs> we'll, 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 you'll see. Yeah, oh, it's a secret. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks for listening. See you Wednesday. See ya. Bye. Bye.